Shall we begin? Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure? It's time. It's time. I don't need a map. I have the GPS. Never need a map again. Thank you. Make a right turn. It's like going to the right. It can't mean that. There's a right thing. You know where it is going. The machine. No. Stop yelling at me. No, it's not right. There's no here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 173. The Vent Lab. Of the Vent Lab podcast. My name's Nathan. This is my co-host Rebecca, or I'm her. We're both. We're both co-hosts. We're I, co-hosting. We are co-hosting this podcast. You know, I have worked in radio for quite a long time at this point in my life, mm-hmm. and I still do not know the terminology between host and co-host, and what's appropriate and what's like. Like who's the, how do you know who's the host and who's the co-host? Well, most of the time, the person who is usually the lead is the host and the person that is the reactor is the co-host. But in our situation, that role is switched often. It's just who's who's ever uh, who's ever in a better mood is, is the <laughs> That's host. Really, like <laughs> that is literally the answer. Who, uh, okay. who had a better day and was able to prepare a little bit more? Yeah, 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 and sometimes. Uh, a little behind the scenes. Sometimes we will text the person ahead of time and say, hey, just so you know, this one's on you. <laughs> a poopy, poopy day. Or if we're having a really bad day, we don't even text. And then you're like, oh, gosh. You get there. I get here, I guess. And <laughs> see everything that's going on in the Crockett household. Rebecca's and- house is falling apart. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I can be the host. That's uh, Yeah. No, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. I can be the host. It's not a big deal. I, I, I'm prepared. So who's the host today? I think you are. I'm in a great mood, uh-huh. but you did like all of the show prep. Yeah. You so. had a, most of it. Most of it. You had a very busy day today and we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh-huh. But first of all, I want to talk about my exciting weekend that I had. Yeah? You go on a hot date? I did go out on a hot date. Really? Yes. Um, I haven't had a free weekend in a while. Yeah? And I decided this weekend I was going out on a date and I was going to have fun. Like random fun. I was going to eat good food. Uh huh. I was going to go to fun places. All right. And I was just going to do what I wanted to do. So you and Jay West uh, went Went out? No, I actually ended up accidentally going out with my boss. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, he's my supervisor. He's not my boss boss, but he's my supervisor, which gotcha. I think is technically my boss. So it's a little more PC? Um, <laughs> so I didn't I didn't start the date out with him. Um, the date actually started with my daughter, Grace. Okay. Uh, you know, as dates like this usually do? I, we date our I kids. Don't... Like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Wasn't it you that made day. fun of me for... Yeah, and it's because I made fun of you that I call everything a date mockingly now. Oh, it's one of those things that you started out ironically calling things a date, uh-huh. and now you just do it. Yeah, like I used to call a GIF a GIF, but then I found out that GIF uh, was annoying to you, so now I say GIF all the time. Um, And mm-hmm. also, similarly, Rebecca found out that I find her voice annoying, okay. and that's why she works in radio. Yep, that's exactly what happened. Anyway. Joke's on so, her. I don't listen to KMBZ. Fun weekend with my daughter. We, it was really kind of spontaneous. Like, we decided we were going out Saturday night, and we were just going to spend the evening together. Mm. Went to the mall. We went and got... um. The rolled ice cream. What is that called? Freezy Moo. Freezy Moo. They have dairy free. You can get dairy free. I've been there. Oh my gosh. Mine was so good. Did you get uh, coconut milk? I did get coconut milk. And then I got like mango and strawberries. Oh. It was great. And my stomach didn't hurt. Like it was real exciting. And then I sent a text to a friend, more of an acquaintance, but I really like her. She owns Whiskers Cat Cafe down, downtown. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, are you guys open tonight? I was wanting to bring my daughter. And she's like, I can get you in. Do you want to go at this time slot or this time slot? Chose the time slot. Got there. And they were turning other people away. What? And said that they were booked up for like two weeks. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's the most famous I've ever felt. Like, 
she just like let me in and then I went to go pay for it and she was like no it's complimentary like drinks drinks and everything and my visit to Whiskers Cat Cafe not a sponsor by the way also we like I didn't do a news story because like to get in free so just so you know there was no like ethical lines crossed or anything like that but she she let me into Whiskers Cat Cafe my daughter and I spent the evening there it was heaven on earth the kittens were adorable but then we still had time after the cat cafe so we're like well let's go to the plaza it's like literally five minutes from Whiskers so we went to the plaza and Grace was like you know what I'm really feeling Italian I want some pasta and some garlic bread which is a perfect meal for you. Yeah, I mean, but there's gluten-free pasta. And so I realized there's this uh, Italian restaurant called uh, Bristo on the plaza. Never been there before Yeah. in my life. As long as I have lived in Kansas City, which is like over 10 years. Never been there before. Um, find out they have gluten-free, so we go and we sit down. Um, first of all, I need to tell you what the waiter said when he came to my table. My, my, uh, my hot date with my boss is coming up, but, um, stay tuned. The, the waiter comes to the table and he brings us water and he's real nice. And he's like, Hey, I really like your shirt. And I was like, Oh, thanks. And then he looks at my daughter and he goes, and I like your face. (laughs) And I was like, did I just hear what I think I heard? That's pretty and smooth. So, like he walks away and I look at Grace and I'm like, what did he just say? And she said, he said he liked my face. And I was like, that is like so wrong. Like her shirt was totally cute too. Yeah. Like, I don't know how he could just like completely pass her by like that. Some people just have a thing for RBF. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, dinner's going on. Um, and all of a sudden, like. I can hear this guy at this table close by me, like making a scene. Uh oh. Like complaining about where he's being seated. He's talking about the people around him. Like I can't tell completely what he's talking about, but I know he's upset. And you know, this guy's a real big canoe. Yes. He's just, this guy's the, the scum of the earth. Yeah. The worst. Apparently. The worst of the I worst. Mean, complaining like this, like they literally just sat him down and he's already complaining. And so I'm like obviously ignoring it because I don't like awkward situations like that. And so I'm just, you know, focused on talking to Grace. And and then all of a sudden she like looks down at her plate and isn't looking up. And I'm like looking at her like, what is your problem? And then I see the guy out of the corner of my eye coming to my table. No, the guy that was complaining. Oh. And he's like, excuse me, excuse me. And I'm like, did you grab your fork in an oh, aggressive manner and look up at him? No, I what was like want? still like hoping that he wasn't coming to me. And then I turn around and he goes, ma'am, either you're moving or I'm moving. And I look up and it's my supervisor, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> he was there a date night with his wife. And he was like laughing about the fact that we work together and we end up at this restaurant neither of us have ever been to in our lives and we get seated at tables right next to each other so now we have a double date going on Mm -hmm. he's there with his wife which is weird i guess spouses go out on dates yeah and i'm there with my daughter on a date and now you know like we're all talking and sharing stories and I got to meet his wife for the first time. I've heard lots of great stories about her, all very positive stories, mm-hmm. got to meet her. And then like, as soon as he walks away, like he's like, all right, I'm going to leave you guys alone and go back to my table. Now my daughter looks at me and she goes, do you like him? What? Like, like, am I okay with him? Oh, Not oh, like, oh. do you like him? Like him? I was like, what do you, what kind of daughter asked that question? No, no, no. She's like, is this one of those people you don't like? One of the other. <laughs> As if there wasn't a coworker I didn't like. You know, she's just making sure. like, Right. You know, hypothetically. Asking, yeah, do you, hypothetically. do you like everybody you work with type thing? And I'm like, of course I like everybody I work with, especially Mark. I'm like, 
I'm like, no, this is Mark, you know, when all the time when I'm like, I love Mark. This is that this is that Mark. And mm. then I was like, this is this is the one that tells dad jokes. And then she goes, oh, OK, OK, but it's not over, Nathan. Oh, no. Question. So, the yeah. whole time he was throwing a commotion. Mm-hmm. Was that just to try to get your attention? Yeah, it was. But I was I was mad ignoring him like big ignoring him. Wow. Yeah. I I was I was laser focused on not paying attention to what was going on over at the other table. See, we had this conversation before about how you Ab- at avoid looking at people. Uh-huh. And I just embrace it. Uh-huh. I just look at everybody. Elvis, buddy, come here. Yeah, this dog is He is being really annoying right now and I'm really It sorry. wouldn't be so bad if he didn't breathe so heavily. <laughs> He's always worn out. Like, what? Can you just calm down a little bit? He's not worn out. He's just really excited. Okay. So we stop. We had this whole. I'll kick you out. Elvis, come here. We had this whole conversation about how I ignore what's going on around me. Mm -hmm. And you are like laser focused on paying attention to absolutely everything that's going on around you. I probably have like ADHD or something like that because. Yeah, I I look at everybody I walk past, and if if, if like their shoes or something caught my eye, I'll turn around to to see. Wait, were those some all stars? They were okay, cool. That guy has cool shoes, and like I just go throughout my day. I never tell anybody. You know how like sometimes people be like, "Hey, I really like your shirt." Like the I like your face. Yeah, like the server did. I never tell people that. I just think, "Wow, I really like their shirt," and then I move on. But if you were to ever see me walking through Walmart or someplace, you would probably think I was checking every male and female out because I just look at everybody. And, and if I, I feel, absolutely ignore everyone, if I feel like somebody else is looking at me, I'll just turn and make no, turn no, and make eye contact. I will with them. avoid looking even harder. Like, will not look at other people, which is why Mark was getting louder and louder at trying to get my attention, but it backfired on him. Because nobody came to his table to serve him. Like after 15 minutes, nobody had come to his table. So he gets up and goes to the waiter that likes my daughter's face and and asks him, hey, is, is somebody going to come to my table? And the guy goes, oh, uh, yeah, let me go figure out what's going on. So he goes, has like a little powwow with like the other waiters. Elvis, in or out, buddy? In or out? He literally okay. knocks on the door just to make you move over and open up the door. Thank yeah, goodness. He ran out. He just went to go get his reindeer. He's coming. Oh, back great. Um, <laughs> so the, the waiters and waitresses all have this little powwow about who's going to serve his table. And they start arguing over who's going to serve his table. Well, Mark overhears this. And he's like, well, I'm not going to stay here and like have somebody who doesn't want to serve my table serve my table so he gets up and comes to tell me goodbye you know because our date was ending yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. he he comes to tell me goodbye and i'm like oh did you guys already eat and he's like no actually nobody's serving my table and then he like goes to explain to me what happened and then the waiter comes rushing over i'm so sorry sir i don't know what's going on and mark just like waves his hand like off like waves the guy off like i don't even want to hear it and just walks out. Oh my gosh. Like, just walks out of the restaurant. So then the waiter, not knowing that I know this person, goes, I hate those people. <laughs> and then I'm like looking at him like, did you just say it? Like, do you do you know those people? <laughs> this is the guy that likes Grace's face? Yeah. And he's like, I hate those people. And then he looks at us and he goes, I didn't mean that. And he holds his head and he goes, I'm just having a really bad night. <laughs> And I was like, what is happening? Oh my gosh. That poor guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wasn't too fond of him after he told my daughter he liked her face. I felt like that was like. She's pretty obviously like 16. Yeah. Was he younger? I don't. He had a mask on. Oh. Like, I mean, yeah, I could tell that he was youthful. So it's possible that he was like 17. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It just wasn't. I mean, it's not very professional. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot your shot, man. Whenever you're that young, <laughs> you got time to kill. You it can was 
get a different job. Bristow's a pretty nice restaurant, like $15 a plate. Wow. I, I guess when I'm paying a lot more money, I expect a little more class. So if you're going to hit on my daughter, I don't know how you're going to do it, but that's not how you're going to do it. That's that's fair. Also at like an Italian restaurant. Like if it was like a barbecue restaurant, then maybe. Maybe like a Famous Dave's or something. Like then I can see it. I like your face. Yeah. Line. You know. <laughs> you, got, you have to gauge your pickup lines at the location you're at. Like if it's obvious the servers are snorting snorting barbecue sauce in the back room <laughs> in between tables and it's like, okay, you got to expect Yeah, that. you just got to expect it. Yeah. Anyway, so Monday morning, um, Mark made sure to make a big deal of, about the fact that we went on an accidental date together on Saturday. Um, John Leslie has arrived. Can you call Elvis? He's being like crazy pup. Okay. Okay. We might be able to be a little bit more focused now the rest of the podcast. Yeah, hopefully. So yeah, Mark made a big deal about it on our Monday morning meeting about how he played it off that we went out on this date on the plaza and like this whole restaurant thing. And then I made up this story about him dining and dashing and the police arriving. Like we like on the spot made up this whole entire story and had people following along in our meeting before we finally broke it to everybody that that wasn't the real story. That it was all a ruse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's it was, great. It was real fun. Sounds though. like a good weekend though. Uh -huh. Well, for you, it sounds like Mark didn't have such a great weekend. <laughs> well, he ended up going someplace else and getting dessert and he said it was absolutely wonderful. So he went straight to dessert. He, well, okay. So he wasn't there for dinner anyway. He was there for dessert, which he thought, well, maybe they're... They're not serving me because they know that I'm here just for dessert. And so they're not expecting a big tip. But I honestly think it was because he made such a scene trying to get my attention that they assumed that they were like really grouchy, <laughs> grouchy diners. But even still, like I can't imagine like, OK, sure. OK, roll your eyes, whatever. Like try to not spend time around them or whatever. Uh -huh. But at the same time, like you still got to serve them. I can't imagine just ignoring Somebody. Mark said, like, the, the line was when somebody else came in and got served right away. And he was like, oh, okay. All right. Okay. I see what's going on. Uh, you got to have a pretty face if you want to get food around here. Uh, or a nice shirt, which apparently Mark had neither. Oof. Maybe he I'm not, dress better. I'm not judging the shirt. Uh, the, the waiters do that. What shirt were you wearing? Now I'm curious. Uh, I was wearing my queen shirt. Like, it's a black oversized concert t-shirt. This is Queen on it. I thought that was Grace's shirt. That's okay. It is my shirt. Grace wears it a lot because she bought it for me as a gift, planning to wear it. Um, Nathan, you should know this by now. Grace and I share probably 90% of our clothes. Yeah, but whenever I saw that shirt, I thought, okay, that's for sure a Grace shirt that she got because that's like edgy teenager look. I like Queen, even though I wasn't born in that era. <laughs> I like Queen. Yeah, but you were also born in that era. And I like that shirt. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can do that. It's an oversized concert tee. Yeah. It's okay. I'm My kids dress me, and I'm okay with that. That's weird. And Grace and I almost wear the same size. We're like 10 pounds, within 10 pounds of each other. Okay. You want to hear what I did today? Okay, what'd you do today? <laughs> oh my gosh, how long did I talk about my, my date with my supervisor? Uh, we're getting close to 20 minutes. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It was uh, a really good story though, right? I, I think I prefaced at the very beginning that you talk a lot. So Okay. So when I, I at least set the stage for you to it, spend almost half the and podcast. And Elvis was like huge distracting. So I had to repeat myself okay. like three times. What is what is with you using adjectives in, in this? Elvis is huge distracting. Yeah. Or... Next, you're going to say somebody was big mad or you said something was mad something earlier. Uh, when I was talking about my mad focus. Yeah, you were mad um, focus. Big focus. Yeah. Is this because you spent a lot of time around Grace? I mean, I guess we did hang out for quite a while on Saturday night. I don't feel like I'm talking any different than I normally talk. You definitely are. <laughs> you definitely are, are using... Strange verbiage. I don't even think that's verbiage. I think that's an adverb before an adjective. Well, maybe it's just because you've gotten so mature lately that you feel like I'm talking immature because... Maybe it's an adjective before a verb. I think that's what it is. Um, when you started to explain sentence structure, I checked out. 
You checked out? Yeah. Now so, she's mad checked out, everyone. Okay. You're so you like, want to listen to what I, I you like want to hear my story? You're mature now. Why don't you tell everybody why you're so mature? I moved out of the house. Oh my gosh. It's true. Did you really move out of the house? Though? Well, no, I moved Grant out of the, out of the <laughs> house, though. Um, I'll move out tomorrow or something. I don't know. I'll get around to it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, no, we've been talking for a while about Grant and I getting an apartment. Uh-huh. Finally did it. Uh, took a while, but you know, that's how leases work. You gotta uh-huh. wait till the end. Um, and so, yeah, I went in and, uh, today was the move-in date. So we were able to move Grant in. It was muggy as frick. Rebecca, it uh-huh. was, uh, did you go outside today? Um, briefly, yes. It was such a terrible day to move because of the mugginess. Uh-huh. I thought for sure that I was not going to have any more, like, I, I, I wasn't going to have any money in my wallet by the end of this. Okay. Because of all the because of all oh, the mugging. Oh, okay. It was so muggy uh-huh. outside. Jeez. Um, because, like, I was getting mugged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got it. And then, like, so the I money mean, in it, my it wallet. It did take me a second, but I figured it out. You can just <clears throat> move on now. So you got Grant moved in today. Yep. He had a lot of stuff, but not as much stuff as I am, and I'm about to blow his little mind. Wait, you have more stuff than Grant? Well, I don't know. Here's the thing. Grant has, like, all of Grant, uh, sorry, sentence structure. Grant has to take all of his belongings with him. Whereas I can leave stuff in my parents' basement to an extent, but I can like at least leave stuff. The nice thing about growing up in a big house with a big family is that whenever you leave, you can kind of just adopt a corner of the basement and be like, all right, I'm just storing all of my stuff here. Is that how that works? Yeah. Some of my siblings have more than a a corner. (laughs) They have an entire section. They have a whole freaking room. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. Um, yeah. And and so uh, that's nice. So Grant will come over tomorrow and we'll throw uh, my bed and everything like that. But it was a busy day. So this is not the first time you've moved out. Oh, you, no, no. You've, you've moved out, moved back in, moved back out, moved back in, moved back out, moved back in. First right? time I think I moved out um, was... Uh, 2000, what, what year is it? 2021. So it was probably 2017, 2018. When you went to Springfield. No, I did go to Springfield in 18 though, I think. So 17, 18 or something. Okay. So this was, this was way before that. This was whenever Clay from Clay Swanson Photography was about to get married. summer you moved in with him. Yeah. He, he was about to get married. He bought a house and worked nights. And so he was paranoid about nobody being at the house during the day. And since I, which is weird. I'm just going to say it. That's weird because there's a lot of houses that nobody's at during the day. Mm Mm-hmm. But whatever. He offered me a place to stay for free rent. That just an excuse to have you move in with him? I think so, okay. mostly, yeah. Um, and so I stayed there for two months before he got married and mm-hmm. I had to move out. And then uh, then Springfield. And then I moved in with Clay and Maggie in their new house mm-hmm. for like nine months. Mm-hmm. Just kind of sporadically. Didn't really plan on that. Just kind of happened. So I lived in their uh, upstairs, their guest bedroom for like nine months mm-hmm. and then moved back. So this this will be the the fourth time moving out. Mm-hmm. But I'll be honest, kind of hoping this is the last. Never, not ever going back to mom and dad's again. Like I want to be full independent and it's nothing against my parents and it's nothing against their house or anything like that. It's just moving back. Have you ever moved back in with your parents? I actually did after like I'd been out on my own for quite a while. It's terrible. I had to move back and it's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's really like, and then you like, they have rules and stuff and you have to like abide by some of those things. Like they, I don't know. They require some things of you. Yeah. And you just want to be on your own. You just want to do your own thing and they want you to do the stuff you, their way and. Yeah, and my parents have been very good about like, okay, Nathan is an adult and he just is staying here so that he can save money and stuff like that. Like they haven't been like, Nathan, it's you'd be home by ten thirty or anything. Like it's it's four a.m. You gotta stop playing video game. You know they don't ever say that to me. Maybe they should, so I don't stay up past four a.m. playing video games. No, you're an adult. You need to make that. Choice, um, you know? <laughs> but uh, 
But yeah, so it's not. They don't even wake me up. They just let me sleep in. If I if I'm supposed to be at work, I'll, I'll tell them the night before. Hey, I got to work in the morning, and then they'll come in at like noon. They're like, "So did you go to work today?" As they should. Like, I know. I know. I'm just they saying. Like, have no responsibility to wake you up. That probably adult. takes a lot of control See, for them. I don't self control. Like John Wesley wakes up Zacchaeus to to go to work in the morning, and when John Wesley was like out of town, I was like, "Hey," to Zacchaeus, I was like, "Hey." you know, I'm not waking you up. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, good luck getting to work on time. You know what he did? He was late. No, he got up and what? went to work on time. What? Because he's an adult. Yes. And he can do that. Yeah. Um, now I will say it's nice having somebody to wake you up. I mean, to be honest, that's like 90% of the reason why I want to get married 90% of the reason why you want an alarm clock. <laughs> no, no, I don't want an alarm clock. I hate alarm clocks. I just want somebody I care about to be like, Nathan, you need to get up. <laughs> and if that's a pretty girl that I happen to be married to. Bonus. Bonus points. Beats Grant. But for now, it's Grant. <laughs> <laughs> no, Grant, Grant works mornings. Grant will already be gone by the time I'm waking up. In fact, Grant might be back from work by the time I'm. Yeah, but if you have to do morning show stuff, then. Yeah, which I will next week. Then, yeah, that's exciting. So then Grant the, Grant will be getting up the same mm-hmm. time you should be. And so he'll be like, if you're not up, he'll be like, I should probably, because I care about Nathan, right. go wake him up. Yeah. Which is what I want in a partner, <laughs> a spouse, uh, a wife. I should. I was trying to. I was trying to find a very gender specific, and it turns out wife is is the one. Um, boy. So yeah. Anyway, so we moved. It was very hot. We live on the third floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a few, a couple of flights of stairs we had to go up. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, I I actually prefer the third floor. Solely because every time I walked past the first floor uh, doors, mm-hmm. I heard babies <laughs> screaming. It was, like, it was like small children screaming mm-hmm. or babies crying or whatever. And I was like, glad I'm not down here. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully you're not hearing the kids screaming on the second floor because then you'll be hearing that in your apartment constantly. No. The people on the right below us, it's a young couple. Uh-huh. And they have a dog. It's pretty cute. But... I haven't seen any kids yet. I saw them both come in and out at separate times. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, no kids there. The guy across from us, I think they have a kid. Mm-hmm. But I only heard it crying once. And if they only have one kid, that's fine. So anyway. You're going to be complaining about the people's kids crying. Colin being like, you, can you can you tell them to shut that kid up? That here's, kid is just crying again. Here's the thing, Rebecca. It would not be me complaining about it. It'd be Grant because I have been conditioned, not because Grant's the one to complain, but because I have been conditioned because I have five siblings, all of which have kids. Mm-hmm. Speaking of freaking witch. Okay. Okay. Speaking of a... Speaking of a witch? Speaking of a uh, freaking witch. Okay. You know what my mom said to me last night? What? I was I was talking through like the what? moving process Nathan, and everything like that. What did your mom say to you last night? So a little background. My sister lives uh, next door to my parents. And she has two small children. And both of them, for whatever reason, love me. Mm-hmm. Like just over the moon to the point where uh eliza the the younger girl is just she'll just talk about me like in their like house you're the best thing ever yeah it, and it's bizarre and if they're coming over it's, it's like really where's sweet. where's nathan and they I, she will legitimately she's like maybe two mm-hmm. and she will sit there and watch the sunset with me oh and it's adorable that is so cute <laughs> uh but anyway so she's obsessed with me and uh, my mom last night was like, I just can't believe you're doing that to Ellie. Like I was moving? Like, yeah. I was like, oh. Like I can't. My gosh. Mom, I'm sorry. I can't stay here forever. She's like, she's going to be devastated when <laughs> she comes over and you're not here. And I was like, all right, well, you can stop talking now. Like what the. All right. Speaking of people missing you, what are you going to do about Sterling, your cat? Sterling is just going to have to get over it. You oh. know, he listen, he's a full grown cat. And. If he wanted to spend more time with me, he shouldn't spend <laughs> as much time outside hunting or something. <laughs> so that's that's how I feel about that. 
All right. So now you're you're only going to be 30 minutes away from my house, like 20 minutes away from your normal jobs. Mm-hmm. Jobs. Yeah. 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 It's a good time. If they could just finish up that construction on the 119th yes. Street Bridge. I'm super excited for you guys. Thank you. I'm very excited as well. Yeah. It's a nice apartment too. That's good. It's like only $3,000 a month. So Wait, what? Huh? Are you serious? What? Wait, how much is it? It's like 3000 No, it's not. How much are you paying a month for your two-bedroom apartment? 3000 No way. Yeah, per person, $3,000 no, per person. No, stop it. How much are you paying? uh it's 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 1200 or it's like 1266 for the two of us so after all the expenses and everything like that we're both paying around 700 a month for a two-bedroom apartment oh my it's a little pricey gosh but that's just i'm like that's just the freaking economy thanks biden like uh, it's just the way it is Prices everywhere. House prices are so high that people are renting, which means rent prices go high. Uh-huh. And that's like this this apartment was about $200 cheaper a month ago. Not even kidding. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm just still a little shocked. Like $1,200 for two bedroom. At least you each have your own bathroom though. We Yes, we each have our own bathroom. We have a in-unit washer and dryer. We have a, a, a working stove and a dishwasher and a you have refrigerator. A you have like a pool and a and gym a balcony. And we have a gym. Like that's that. true. Uh-huh. And and I'm gonna hit up Clay and ask him for some uh, workout regiments. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And then I'm gonna get swole. And then I'm gonna get a girlfriend. And then I'm going to get married. <laughs> Sounds and like then your I'll priorities never... are like all in the right. Or you're going to get swole and then you're going to get Then I'm going to get a girlfriend. Then I'm going to get married. Then we're going to move in. Then. Well, then you got to move out. And then. Right. I'm going to okay. move in with my girl, with my wife. Uh-huh. And then. <laughs> and then I'm never going to be late for work again. Right. Assuming okay. I still have a job by then. So speaking of dumb and dumber. Mm-hmm. So there's. These... Don't call my wife dumb. No, I was talking about you and Grant. Oh, okay. That's fair. Okay. So there's these two guys that are huge fans of the Dumb and Dumber movie. You've seen that, right? I have. Okay. Um, Classic movie. Harry and Lloyd, they they take this like cross-country trek to return the suitcase to Mary Swanson. Swanson? Yeah. her, Her last name is Swanson, which did you ever realize... In the movie, Lloyd's name is Lloyd Christmas. He falls in love with Mary Swanson. If he marries her, her name is Merry Christmas. No, I never thought about that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. But she said it's like a one in a million chance that they would get together. So. Oh, it's still a chance. Yep. (gasps) So anyway, these two guys really, really liked the movie. And they decided they wanted to do like a Mythbusters thing and figure out if they could make this trek from like middle of nowhere, Nebraska to Aspen on like this little motorbike, like riding it together, just like Lloyd and Harry did in the movie. And so they made like a 30 minute like video about how they custom put together this bike and actually made the trek there like in the cold. They they did it like carrying the the suitcase briefcase or whatever it was. They they played out like to every detail including their clothing. Their clothing, the dude on the back didn't wear gloves just yep. like in the movie for the whole trek. They went in like the winter time or whatever so uh-huh. it would actually be cold. I mean, kudos to them. I would have done it in the summertime or something, like gone easy. <laughs> so you watched this this entire video. So, I did. So tell me about their experience. Did they did they bust the myth? Can do you want me you to spoil actually it? make this trek? You want me to spoil yeah, it for you? Do it. All right. Well, uh, first off, for anybody listening, um, the YouTube video is Revzilla. So if you want to watch it for yourself, that's a YouTube channel to watch it on. Um, and uh, if you want to watch it and don't want to spoil it, then skip like the next five minutes or whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, long story short, yes, you can make it. However, 
because this mini bike legitimately uses like small tractor tires and by small tractor tires, I mean like uh, a lawnmower tractor. I was going to say it's like, like a, a lawnmower or like, um, like tricycle tires. Yeah. 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 Or maybe something that'd be on like a, like a tiller or the, some, the tires are small. They're very small. Uh-huh. Maybe on like a wheelbarrow. Not even, not even that big. I think they're small. Yeah, that's about accurate. Um, anyway, they had to change the back tire twice. <laughs> because it just wore so quickly. Uh-huh. Um did, did they have extra tires with them? No. So they oh, had to, so like the crew. So but so technically they would not have made it. Well, the tires never burst. burst. I had to think of the right <laughs> word. The tires never burst. So they could have driven the mini bike to the farm shop. And because they're like little tractor tires, for lack of a better word. You can get them out just like any tractor tire mm-hmm. or tractor shop, whatever, town and country or Orsland's or whatever. Um, but they did have to change the back tire twice. And at some point they had to change uh, a little like cylinder in the fuel tank that gave them better uh, gas mileage. And it let them go faster as well. In the movie, they say it, it, the bike gets about 70 miles per gallon. They didn't ever quite get that, but they got actually pretty close. They got like 60. Oh my gosh. Yeah, by the end of it. Do you uh, know what was the fastest speed they were able to go on it? About 35 miles per hour. Oh my god! All the way from Nebraska to Aspen, Colorado. And like, it's illegal to drive on like the interstate mm-hmm. that slow of speed. I remember at one point in the video seeing like police car behind them. Yeah. Was very interested in what they were doing, but never pulled them over. Yep. And at one point they had to go on like a back road down a mountain <laughs> and they learned in that moment that their brakes don't really work. And so they were legitimately dragging oh, their shoes gosh. <laughs> down. But they, the, the crazy thing is, is that yes, they did make it and uh, they never waited to see if the back tire would burst. So it's very mm-hmm. possible it would have just kept, held you know, in there. Uh, held in there. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, they also made this bike. I don't know if you caught that, but they straight up they made the bike. They had to weld the body together to be able to fit two people. Yeah. on Like it had to be long enough that two people could actually fit on this bike. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the detail, like, I mean, when we say everything was down to the detail, it was literally down to the detail. And then one of them, it looks like they peed themselves at the end, but it was Lloyd that peed himself. And in the movie, Harry is no. In this, Harry pees himself or looks like he pees himself, but it was Lloyd that peed himself in the movie. I I didn't even know that one of them peed themselves. That wasn't even like a planned thing. That was because they didn't have guards on the tire yeah so he didn't actually pee himself um yeah like you said there was no wheel wells or anything so the rain was all collecting in his crotch and so like they get to aspen and he stands up and it literally looks like he peed his pants but in the movie lloyd pees his pants and he stays warmer on the bike because he beat his pants 382 miles yeah that's crazy how long did it take them to get there um, actually they did it in like two days. That's, they, they gave themselves like a week. Okay. And did they like stop and stay the night someplace or they, they were did. they just, okay. They, they stayed the night at one place. I think it was just two days and one night. Like they stayed the night, changed, they took the bike, snuck the bike into their motel room, uh-huh. changed the tire in the motel. And then, um, by the time they got to like where their next stop would be, they're like, hey, we're feeling pretty good. Let's just keep going. And then they regretted it shortly after, which they kind of knew they would, but they still made it, which is nuts. No, I could not imagine how cold they were when they arrived in Aspen, like in the cold, riding this motorbike and the poor guy without the gloves on. Mm-hmm. But the guy with the gloves took the brunt of the cool by being in the front I mean, this was quite a, co- a commitment for these two. I hope they make a lot of money off of this video because yeah, I that was uh, a lot. I did not anticipate. At, at the very least, I thought that dude would put gloves on. <laughs> Talk about dedication, man! Uh-huh. If I was to do this, I'd be like, "All right, we're doing this," but I'm dressing like appropriately for it. Uh huh. They just went for it, man. Yeah. 
So speaking of um, odd treks going to places that you didn't plan on going, there was a driver recently. Uh, this happened in Iowa. Mm. Um, somebody t- used their GPS and their GPS kind of took them into a sticky situation. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What happened? I don't know. Don't you have the article up? Yeah, I thought you read it, though. I thought you said you read it. I did. I just totally, like, I did a solid transition and teased into the story, and this is where you would naturally just pick it up, and you would run with it, because you were like, this is the story specifically that I want to make sure that we do. Try again. Speaking of, no, I don't remember what I said. Oh, my God. Well, okay. Um, now I only wanted to talk about it because that's what I based the intro off of. Uh-huh. So I was like, we need to make sure or else the intro won't make sense. <sighs> okay. I didn't read the you story. I'm just going to say it from memory. Rebecca, I was, so, uh, you want me to read? I'll just so read it verbatim. I will. I'll do it. Her car and she was following her GPS and it told her that she needed to get into this one lane, but there was a patch of concrete that was being replaced in the road and it had signs and cones and everything blocking it off you know wet concrete do not drive here the workers were trying to tell her no don't go here but she said her gps was telling her she had to get into that lane and so she proceeded to go past the signs past the road crew and went right into wet cement. She also said that she witnessed other drivers passing through the area. I think that she was very much not paying attention. Maybe. You just it's can't possible. make up make up stuff, lady. Yeah, like how, how did a car go in that location? I uh, think. Because uh, according to the picture, she's pretty sunken into the concrete there. Yeah, that's a solid like six inches of Unless concrete. Unless Zacchaeus was the one driving the car that passed through there before and he was going like 150 miles per hour and just flew over the top of it. How fast do you have to be to hydroplane on wet concrete? I don't know. That's a great question. We should Google it. We should test that. You're right. We should not Google it. We should test what it. What are the odds that Google would have an answer for with that? Who's, anyway. With whose car? Obviously yours. Sax, I thought we just dis- established no, I'm this. Not gonna, no, he spent a lot of money on that. He's car. hydroplaning anyway. It's not like he's <laughs> going to actually like sink into it. I'll text Zacchaeus and find out if he can give me an answer, okay? Okay, perfect. Right. Uh, you can finish whatever. Oh, no, th- I mean, that's that. that's the that's the, the full story is that she just completely ignored road signs and followed her GPS. Um, you know, I... This this specific instance, okay, she should have just been paying attention. However, I think there is a um, there is a generation. This is gonna make me sound like super okay. stuck up, but there's a generation of people growing up that don't know how to go anywhere without a GPS because they don't learn to read road signs. Like, have you ever driven? I use my GPS a lot. Yeah, and, and me too. And like whenever I did promotions for, oh my uh, gosh, for the point. How did you do promotions before GPS? Like they printed off the maps. <laughs> um, but uh, I I would there were venues and stuff that I would drive to on a semi regular basis, like at least once a month, if not more, and I would not be able to get there without using my GPS. And it was just because I'd never read the road signs. And I, I just wasn't confident. But there's places that I will intentionally read road signs and make sure that I know how to get there. And then it's like I could I could drive there anytime after that and, and know exactly how to get there. I have an embarrassing confession. You don't know how to read? No. That's Did you poop your pants? Not this time. Did you pee your pants? Not this time. Um, so the first time I was returning back to the studio at KMBZ a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, I put KMBZ into my GPS because I wanted to make sure I got the right exit. Like I generally remembered how to get there, but it's been a while. So I just want to make sure I got the right exit. So I'm driving to KMBZ and um, the exit I think it is, the GPS was like, nope, not here. And so I keep going. 
And I'm like, well, it's got to be the next one then. And the GPS was like, "Mm -mm, nope, actually veer off over here. And I was like, well, this doesn't seem right. And I was like, well, maybe there's traffic backed up the way I'm supposed to go. So it's taking me a faster route. Mm -hmm. It's taking me like a little bit of a roundabout way. So I was hanging in there a little bit longer. And then I was like, wow, this is a real roundabout way. Like now I know like I'm going pretty far out from where I'm supposed to go. But the GPS told me I was on my way to KMBZ. And then um, I couldn't really like make any adjustments, like check my map because I was in a lot of traffic. And so I would have had to pull off someplace to like actually figure out. So I had to kind of stick with the GPS until I could find a, a good place to, to get off. So this is like 30 minutes into my trek. Like I should be at the building by now. And like I go to check of like how much longer I have till I get there. And it was like another 20 minutes still. And I was like, what the heck? Like what is going on? So I pull off, look at the GPS. It's taking me to like a KMBZ antenna somewhere. <laughs> like out in the middle of nowhere. I don't know. I don't know where like one. Oh man. Like it is, but that it wasn't. That would have been cool. You should have gone. Okay. It wasn't taking me to the building. I had to, then I had a GPS back to the station. Like I felt like such an idiot and it was like another 20 minutes to get back to the station. I drove in a part of Kansas city. I have never seen before. (laughs) That's funny. And like Jay West is texting me and he's like, did you make it yet? And I'm like, no, like I will explain later. Like, uh, it was so annoying. I did not drive into concrete, but I was pretty embarrassed over that. Honey, she's got a map. I don't need a map. I have the GPS. Never need a map again. Thank you. Is that you? Actually, uh, that's that's me. And and for the record, as far as needing a GPS to get back to work, you moved here like a year before everybody, everything shut down and you started working from home. Six months. Six months. So you had six. Wait, no, no. November, December, January, February, March was March. Yeah, March was in everything. Five months. Five months. You had five five months months, um, of driving there, of driving this brand new route Mm -hmm. before before you took a year of never driving that route again. So it kind of makes sense. You know, I had I had to take GPSs here. Quite a bit, mainly because a lot of the time I, I'm like getting food before I come here and I got to figure out, okay, what's the quickest way to get there? Speaking of the quickest way, I don't know if Apple Maps will do this, but just so everybody knows, I read once on the internet, so you know it's true, that Google Maps mm-hmm. no longer takes you the quickest route. It takes you the route with the least uh, emissions. <gasps> I know. Are you serious? Which most of the time is the quickest route because, you know, the quickest point for me to be is, is a straight line or something like that. That's what my dad used to always say. Um, was he a pilot? Because that's kind of the only way you could make that No, happen. like, because I would stop off at places, like, on the way to the store. I would stop off at, like, a friend's house and then, like, Target and then... So like, you were asking for it. Is well, I was just... They were on the way and I'd rather like go make those stops like along the way than like go to this place and then come back and then that place and then come back. Like I thought I was being efficient and my dad would always say, well, the fastest place, the fastest way between two points is a straight line. And I'm like, it doesn't really work like that. Anyway, I don't know if Apple Maps does that, but uh, Google Maps does apparently. So sometimes you got to check to make sure it's taking you the fast way. Okay, so I'm having a conversation with my son here about the whole like hydroplaning over wet concrete. Uh-huh. He's not getting the picture. Like he thinks I'm talking about water standing on wet the road. Concrete? Because he's like it can start to happen around 30 miles per hour. And I'm like that slow and he's like, "Yep." And I was like, "Wet concrete." And he said, "I'm pretty sure." And I was like, "I need to not sink into he, wet cement." He's he's probably thinking the water on top of concrete that is wet from water it's just got to be unset concrete maybe try that phrasing i said i need to not sink into wet cement yeah he's not gonna get he's still gonna think (laughs) that it's just moist can we we, like 
connect him and I'm going to call him and we're going to actually like have a conversation about this and see if we can find out. Yeah. What is he doing right now? Um, I have absolutely no idea, but we're going to find out maybe if he responds to me. Okay. He is getting ready to go to racing school. Yeah. Yeah. Like he ordered his helmet and everything. Is that something that he wants to do or is that just going to be like a hobby? Oh, that's going to start as a hobby. How does it make you feel? I'm pretty excited for him. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Like, yeah, do it. Do what you want to do. That's awesome. I mean, he's getting a helmet, so that's a good start. It's true. Yeah. He yeah. Might, he he's going to look like a dork, though. No, it's really cool, and it's yeah. a flat black one. Yeah, sure. And he got, like, he got like the sunshade. Hey, sweetie, um, you're on air. Yeah. Um, so we were reading the story about this lady that drove right into like wet concrete, like wet cement, like, like un unset. Yeah. Unset cement. And so I was thinking you could probably drive so fast that you would go right over the top of wet cement. And then we, we got into a conversation of how fast would you have to go to not sink into wet cement? And I had a feeling that you would know the answer to this. Oh, I mean, I have no clue, honestly. There's no <sighs> way you're going to go like Sexiest. 70 miles an hour over wet concrete and it's going to just straight up, you're not going to walk on water. You're going to sink. There's still weight no matter what. I, I, I need you to guesstimate how fast we would have to go to not sink into the wet cement. 88 miles an hour. Eight, okay. That didn't sound too confident. You shouldn't have started it with, I have no idea. You you always, even if you don't know the answer, you need to have confidence about your guesstimates. miles an hour. 88 miles an 88 hour. 88 miles an hour. Okay, so there you go, that guys. will get you across. If you need to get across the wet cement, 88 miles an hour is going to carry you across without mm. sinking in. But you're probably going to get like some cement splatters on your car still. Like you're not, you're not coming out of this clean, right? You get a bald, mm. bald tires. No. That would really make you a hydroplane. I don't think it would make a difference. I think you might need the grippers to get across it. Like some sand, like dune tires or something. Off-road tires. There you go. That would really tear up the concrete. Like it would be splattering. <laughs> yeah, at that point you're not hydroplaning. Isn't hydroplaning? Hydroplaning is like where the water literally picks you up off the ground. You can't really hydroplane over like concrete. You're just gonna sink into it. But it has water in it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> it doesn't consist. I have water in me, but I'm not. I don't. I'm not water. I could hydroplane I told off you. He was smart. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but think about this. Think about this. Think about this. Water is um, thinner. It's more buoyant than concrete. Like a car will mm -hmm. sink into water faster than a car will sink into concrete. So shouldn't a car be able to drive slower over concrete than it would over water to hydroplane? You wouldn't even hydroplane then. No matter how slow you're going, you're just going to sink. You're going to sink quicker than you're, you're, you're going to like slide across. When you hydroplane, water goes under your tires, and you're, like, floating on water. You can't float on something that's extremely, like, the Dense. viscosity of it is, like, stupid thick. Stupid you, thick. Did you hear that? Yeah, it's both your kids. It's big thick. No. Stupid thick. Dummy thick, I think, is actually the phrase. Yeah. Um, yep. No, no, no. But, but think about this, okay? A car... Floating isn't isn't part of hydroplaning. I understand that mm -hmm. hydroplaning is a car going over the surface of the water, essentially. But mm -hmm. a car can't float on water, just like a car yeah. can't float on concrete. Not with that attitude. It doesn't matter with that attitude. Hmm. <laughs> but it's not going to float in concrete. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying it's going to be. It's going to sink. Slower than it would on water. Yeah. So therefore, you should be able to hydroplane at a slower pace. At a slower pace, though. But like, if you're doing 30 miles an hour over, you're just gonna be like just like chugging through <laughs> wet concrete at that point. Like you're not even like hydroplaning or anything. Like you're just like you know like through the concrete. So the slower you go, the faster you're gonna sink. But if you go 
fast you might be able to make it across without sinking. Yeah, if you get a running start, yeah, basically just go flying across it. But you're still going to get stuck in it. Like your tires aren't just going to like magically drive over it like it's hard cement. They're going to go right through it, and you're just going to be digging through wet cement. Um, well, apparently you're not going fast enough. <laughs> I don't think you can go fast enough to glide over cement. Would you wet be, cement. Would you be willing to test no, this? No, Nathan, stop. He's not going to test this. I'll pay for the concrete. With with Nathan's car. With his car. Are you kidding? <laughs> My car can't go that fast. <laughs> <laughs> take, you can take your Jeep. No. With the off-road tires. Uh-uh. There we go. It wouldn't even it wouldn't mm-hmm. even matter if it didn't it do anything and it would get out. Yeah, but then I'd get concrete on my car. So? Your car's on concrete. Let it be reversed for a while. Okay. It's what are you fair. doing right now, Zacchaeus? Uh, I'm currently upstairs. Oh, you're home? Yeah, I'm just chilling. Are you walking around the the living room right now? Yeah. Hey, I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Th- thanks for answering our questions. Yep. Bye. I'm back. He's so wrong. He's so smart. Uh, he's wrong. <laughs> we need some myth busters. He prefaced it with... I have absolutely no idea. And then he proceeded to give us a bunch of guesses, which I thought sounded pretty, pretty strong. Yeah. I mean, they sounded strong. Sure. Cause he said them with confidence. I just think they're wrong. I think you can hydroplane across. I mean, I think as far as getting across without sinking, uh-huh. it would be easier to do on concrete, on wet concrete than it would on water. Google it, Nathan. Oh Ask Google how fast you have to go. To get across wet concrete without, or or unset concrete without sinking in. These are the important things we need to know. What if we encounter wet concrete? You know, I'm going on a road trip tomorrow. Uh, okay, hydroplane can occur with any type of water. The water depth must be a tenth of an inch for hydroplaning to occur. Interesting. Okay, so just water, not concrete. You need to have a tenth of an inch of water. That's actually not a lot of water. It's not, which I I was thinking about this during this conversation because most of the time whenever you talk about somebody sinking into concrete, it's like we said before, like six inches of concrete. If you have six inches of water, you're not getting across it either. Not unless you're going fast enough. Well, and see, the thing is, is that it's easier for a car to push through water, even if you, if, even if you were to drive into like a six inch puddle, mm-hmm. you could drive out of it because water isn't really going to hold your car back. Whereas concrete, you can actually get stuck because your car can't push through it. Mm-hmm. Which so is, the thing is, is we've got to go so fast. We're staying on top of it. Right. We don't have time to sink into it. Right. So you have to be going at the very least. And I would argue that. You could even go less than this, 50 miles per hour, according to Google, or more, or 22.35 like meters said, per second. Like you said, miles per hour, I believe. Well, I think he was saying that to be safe, and quite and frankly, I, I think support that's it. a good decision. Um, and If you're making concrete, a bad decision to drive across unset concrete, 88 would be a good decision to get across it. And the concrete must be at a depth that is uh, over a tenth of an inch but probably less than six inches. I mean, a tenth of an inch is not very much. It's up to you. You're the one driving over the wet cement. Dude, I'll, I'll do it. You okay. set it up. And set how, it up. How, like, uh, <laughs> how far do we have to hydroplane too? Because that's another thing is like. Well, this was like uh, an entire like section of the road. I think probably a little bigger than a car length. Okay. All right, you set it up. I got a and car. And you'll drive your car through it. Yeah, but you got to have real it, fast. It's got to be enough of like a space that I can get at least eighty-eight miles per hour. Which for my car, gonna need quite a lot of space. I'm gonna be driving around looking for wet cement for a while, and then I'm gonna just call you up one day and be like, Nathan, I found it. Get here now. <laughs> we got a Patreon. We can just pay for the concrete. Let's just do this. Where thing. are we gonna dump it at? The street. Guys, this is where you come for all your helpful tips. Like, these are these are the types of questions that we answer to 
to keep you out of situations like this lady who, because her GPS told her to turn here, she drove right into the wet, the wet concrete. I wonder what other things you could hydroplane over. I mean, obviously like pretty much any liquid, but like what about like mercury? I bet it would be easy to hydroplane over mercury because it's dense. Like you can't like... Oh, it's dense, is it? Well, in a different way. Like Like, concrete, Rebecca? But like in a slippery way. Like one time I tried to pick up mercury because I know this is bad. I know it's bad. But I bursted a, um, I burst a thermometer on the stove because I was trying to take the temperature of the burner. (laughs) I was in junior high, okay? And it exploded, so I quickly tried to clean up the mercury and I tried to pick it up with my fingers and you can't, like, pick it up. And then I learned later that that's super bad. Yeah. I did get it picked up eventually. But you've never felt mercury before. No, I haven't. Thank you guys for listening. My name's Nathan. (laughs) I'm Rebecca. We out. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.